Hey everyone, welcome to Living the Liminal, Braving the Edge podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. I am Christy Peck, an intuitive life coach, mentor to many, and writer and author. Beyond this podcast, I wrote a book about transformation and the journey to wholeness called Coming Home, A Love Story. You can find it on Amazon or my website at www.christypeck.com, along with a lot of other resources and ways to get in touch with me if you're interested or curious about what coaching can do for you. This podcast is a place, a conversation, a learning classroom. We talk and we share stories about what it means to live fully alive in the in-between. That pause can be truly frightening as hell and magically splendid at the same time. Authentically meeting our moments is what we are here for. And together, we can nourish our hearts and soul with creativity and adventure. I mean, come on, let's get messy here. Bold courage. Why don't we just go for it? Full-on emotions. Because why not? Your wild instinct and intuition that honestly often gets set aside in our busy lives. And of course, my favorite, inspiration. We really do need this lifeline. I am so glad you are here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Living the Liminal this week. I'm so glad you're here. Wow, I have so much I want to say. Um, I'm coming on today with like not anything prepared. Like usually, you know, it's it's really interesting. When I started this podcast almost three years ago, I would literally like write out everything I wanted to say. It just kind of came flowing out of me. Um, you know, I channel a lot of a lot of the messaging that I offer. Um, the inspiration, a lot of it is always just channeled through me. Like I might get a spark of inspiration, but then I would be writing out these pages. And then I kind of went to just maybe like notes. So I would still have like three or four pages of notes. And I don't know, something today just said, get on, get on now and start talking. And so um, I kind of feel like I'm a little emotional here, but bear with me in this conversation. I don't know where it's going. I kind of have an idea of the things that the stories that I'm going to share, but I don't really even know where the wisdom is coming, going to take us. So welcome to a journey. And that really is a little bit about what it means to live in the liminal between knowing and unknowing is what if we just took the adventure? What if we just said yes to the adventure of life and allowed everything to have meaning and impact and purpose? And we just kind of rolled with it, right, in a flow, just kind of walked. Like the other day I was out walking in nature and you just kind of walk. I mean, you walk mindlessly and yet there's so much fulfillment in that mindless walking where you kind of gain wisdom and you gain insight and you gain nourishment and you feel so grounded in yourself um, as if there's another part of you that, that is kind of coming alive in those moments. So this story that I'm gonna start off by saying, talking about is um, just a conversation I was having with my daughter yesterday. And 
Um, she's a senior in high school. She's in her last um, season of swimming. She has swam since she was in fourth grade um, swam club. And now she's ending her four years of high school swimming. And it's a bittersweet feeling for all of us. I mean, I love watching my kids do anything. I mean, literally just even sitting there playing on their phones, watching a movie. Like I just love watching them. I gain so much from just watching. And, I, and I've always been like that. I think when I was a teacher that that's kind of what really always inspired me and kind of really drew me into the, the idea of being in a classroom with students was just watching how they do things and what they do and what they say and where does that come from and what's going on. And um, it just was fascinating to me. So I've always gained a lot of insight from my own children. And so this conversation we're having is she has a big meet coming up next week and it's big. It's the, it, it can either be the ending or the beginning. Okay. So what that means is it's a conference meet and she is in an event. It has been her event from, she is built for this event. This is her event and she's owned it and not owned it quite yet because there's a part of her that does not really at the age of 17, understand her power and her strength and her wisdom and the availability to be able to do whatever in the fuck she wants to do. And then there's this other part of her that worries and gets bogged down and takes in so much and is just sort of weighted down to where sometimes when she gets in that pool, that water, she is like anchored, anchored into heaviness. And we've worked with her for years on this. The, the coach has worked with her. We've worked with her as her parents. We have um, another really good practitioner working with her and this stuff, like, because th this is her journey. I mean, this is her journey. And there is nothing I would do to take away from that journey. So it's really like um, writing a skateboard around these experiences and conversations with her because I don't want to take it away. And I don't want to give her so much that, that then it takes it away from her her experiencing her own self-empowerment. So the interesting thing is we're having this conversation about this big meet and she needs to drop a significant amount of time in order to make it to the finals. And she can do it. I mean, I mean, she has the physical capability to do it. There's nothing physically about her that, that would keep her from doing it. She can do whatever she wants to do, the deeper desire. Sometimes we think desire comes from like our head, like, oh my gosh, I got to get my head wrapped around this, right? I got to work on my beliefs. I got to work on my, the way I think about things. I got to work on my thoughts. I got to say these affirmations and it's instantly going to happen. And what I really firmly have come to understand in my own life experience and in my work with those who I channel the spirits and the angelic realm and the loved ones he've even moved on is we each have our own journey here. And there's nothing that, that says anywhere, there's nothing, there's no rule or guidance or structure that says we all follow the same pattern on this journey. We don't follow the same route. Even when I'm out walking or hiking, I'm watching people, 
they don't even walk the same. Like we don't walk in the same way. We don't, we don't journey on these paths in the same way. Like we all have our own unique code, our own unique um, um, guidance system, right? And it's like an internal guidance system and then it's an external. And, and when the two kind of fluidly flow together and they kind of match up into a partnership, it's your personal journey. And it's like whatever you need, you will always have available to you. So it comes to you through relationships, through experiences, through something you're reading that pops out at you, through a song that you're singing, it pops out at you. Your dreams will always give you what you need for your particular journey. And that's what's so incredibly exciting for me around the concept of living the liminal is that's the liminal, is the journey. The journey is the liminal space of everything and nothing known and unknown, you know, decided upon, not decided upon, leaving something, coming into something new, ending something, beginning something. So this conversation with my daughter kind of got my attention in this one moment where she was telling me about a conversation she had with um, the practitioner that she works with. And the conversation was that this particular woman asked, oh my gosh, that's my daughter's name. Um, what would happen if you didn't make the time? And her, my daughter's response was, well, I would be really devastated. Like that would just almost like be the end. And the reality is if she doesn't make the time, that is the end. That is the end of her swimming career. Okay. But the end of her swimming career is coming to an end, whether she makes the time or not, it's a veil. It's like, and it, it kind of got my attention because it was so monumental in that this is her journey of connecting to the physical form that we are in will come to an end at some point. But what lives on is our soul. Our soul has been in many, many, many lifetimes. It's multidimensional. That is why we are not one thing. We are not one aspect. Even those of us who identify as feminine or female or as a woman still have masculine qualities. We still have childlike qualities. We still have all these other personalities that live within us from our lifetimes that want to come through. So think about this. Like if you're a parent or a mom or even a teacher and someone does something to your children or your students, you kind of have this mama bear animal instinct that comes out of you, right? You'll do anything to safeguard and protect. Well, where does that come from? Where does that come from? We've always thought, oh, that's the mother. But I don't think that that instinct comes from the mother. I think there's a very primitive soul development that has been in our code, our genetic, not even genetic, our soul code, our blueprint as a species and a being that's, that's been there all along. So this conversation with my daughter, I looked at her and I said, okay, hold on. Let's really, let's really clarify something here because I think you need to take the weight of this moment off of you so that you can enjoy and get out there and do whatever you freaking want to do. And that is whether you make it or not into this final competition, do you think it tells you who you are? 
And she, you know, in all of her beauty of being 17, teenager, was like, I don't want to talk to you about this. This is not a conversation I want to have, which is hilarious because this is what teenagers do. And it just makes me crack up every time. I'm like, okay. And I walked away. And, and really the coolest thing was, you know, as a mom, it's so easy to get sunk into the abyss of, wow, she really thinks that this competition defines her. And, and here's the reality experiences will always define us because they make an imprint. And, and that imprint is the beauty of your physical form. So whether something causes you to have gray hair or whether something um, in, influences you to, you know, cut your hair shorter or let your hair grow longer or, or um, be seen for curly hair, which, you know, I still am weighing on that one. Uh, because I have curly hair and I'm working through that. But like, you know, whether you're in an experience for a while where you put on a lot of weight or maybe you can't eat and you lose a lot of weight or whatever, like imprints are imprints. And you can't, once it's, once it's there, it sort of sinks in and it's, it's kind of like putting a quilt together of your life. And it's kind of like weaving in threads and the threads are the colorful wisdom from these experiences that get merged in together. All of these things kind of start weaving in this beautiful, beautiful tapestry of your life journey. And we're all individual. We're all wearing different coats of different colors, of different patterns, of different, and, and all of that comes by like, past programming and old, old conditions and traditions and anything from the ancestors, the wisdom, the insight, the, the storytelling, the, the, the pain, the suffering, the, the sadness, the grief, like all of it comes merging together in this beautiful woven tapestry of your own personal life journey. So this conversation really was interesting because again, as a mom, you can kind of sink into, oh my gosh, she thinks this is who she is. And then there's this other wisdom that kind of came out of it because that's the liminal space. You can see both. You can have both. Yes, she honestly believes that this experience is going to define her. And, and the thing is, it will define an aspect of her. And that will be part of her miraculous, beautiful, mystical journey here as a human in in a soul coming to experience life and then there's this other part of her that wow her journey is so invaluable right now it's filled with abundance and wealth because she has so much to learn and so wow how cool her experiences are going to shift her into understanding deeply nothing defines her Everything defines us and nothing defines us. It sounds so freaking crazy because it's like these opposites, but it's the polarity of understanding the opposites where you find the freedom and you find the limit, the limitless and you find the infinite and it's never ending because there's always this polarity going on. And it's kind of like everything is made like that, right? the push, the pull, the positive, the negative, the right, the left, like it's just interesting. So 
I'm, I'm matching this with this morning in meditation. I've been really working on this phrase. And the phrase is resurrecting the dead father. It's an archetype. It's symbolism. It's metaphorical for my life where it's at. And I believe where a lot of women's life is. I was listening to a couple of podcasts the other day and and the speakers were talking about, you know, other diagnoses that they've had or challenges that they're running into. And I started thinking that like, as women, we, we are really fighting this battle, right? We want to be heard. We want to be seen. It's time for the, the patriarch to kind of calm down and the matriarch to come into play. And I'm going to go on a limb and say, kind of think it's the opposite. I think the matriarch, okay, the mother archetype, the the mother of everything has always been embracing us. It's not like that the divine feminine needs to rise. What needs to happen is we need to resurrect the lost soul in us. It's not that anything needs to be put, you know, we don't need to shame the patriarch in order for the, the matriarch to rule. We need to resurrect the lost soul in us. And what that means is coming into our wholeness as women is really defined by understanding the inner battles that we are all experiencing. They are not the same inner battle, and yet they kind of are, meaning they're manifesting out in different ways. Right, we're all having different experiences, whether it's with a disease, a relationship, a job, um, a family dynamic, um, community, conversations, whatever. We're all having the same inner battle. And the inner battle is the battle between the self and the soul. And the self is the human personality. It's how you are defined here in this earthly experience and how you show up. Okay. So if you look in the mirror, what do you see? If you watch how you act, what do you hear? If you uh, are interpreting like the things you gravitate to, the things you're interested in, what's the meaning behind those things? There is a foundation that you have created for who you are in this earthly experience, in this human body, you are the vessel, the container, and you are expressing. And that expression comes from the soul, the part that has lived lifetimes, and it has come into form through you in your body, in who you are. So for me, it's in the form of Christy. For you, it might be in the form of, and then who, whatever your name is, that's your vessel, your container, your outfit, let's say, your human outfit. So the inner battle that I believe women are having and experiencing right now that's really affecting the shift of consciousness is that we are battling the self and the soul. And the reason why we're battling it and we're projecting it out onto the patriarch is that the lost soul comes from the dead father and the father archetype. I'm not talking about our biological fathers here, okay? Although your experience may support that. I'm talking about the father archetype, 
which is a form of patterns of behavior that have lived lifetimes and they only come through with experiences. And what I mean by resurrecting the dead father in terms of like an archetype is that the imprint of the father archetype has come into being, has been birthed through abundance, wealth, spirituality, believing in divine orchestration, understanding the support of something bigger and larger than you. Think about it in terms of nature, where it's an organic structure. The mother archetype has always been about the material world. And what I believe as women that is really happening and shifting our consciousness is we have been brought up in a material world. I mean, think about it. Why do you think there's always competition among women? We can't, we, women don't even really know how to come into community because there's always competition because our worldview, our spiritual view is always about material outside of us, external. And we're looking at diseases, external, coming into the body. We're looking at jobs and success and who's, who's farther along. I mean, who's farther along? What have you done lately? What are you working on? Tell me what you're working on. Those are not ways that, that form connection. So this inner battle that we have between the self and the soul really is coming into fruition right now and shifting our consciousness to understand that the external we believe is a battle between the patriarch and the matriarch is really that we are resurrecting the lost soul within ourselves. And that in order to do that, we need things like stillness. We need things like deep connection to the natural order, not the material order, not the noise and the distraction of what's out here, but what's going on in here. Connecting, deep connection to our heart. We need to be more heart-centered individuals, trusting the wisdom of our heart through things like instinct and intuition. Intuition is never going to make sense because there's no logic to it. It comes from the heart. It comes from a resonancy. It comes from a vibration and a, and a fluid, fluid nature of knowing. It's never going to totally logically make sense in an analytical mind. But, but yet it's going to feel good in the body. It's going to feel like the flow of water. It's going to feel like the gentleness and the softness of a warm bed or a warm coat or fur. It's going to feel that organic. These are the things that need to be resurrected. This is the lost soul. The soul brings into expression this beautiful, ornate, organic wisdom through women and through men. That's why we're, we're shutting down the patriarch, but men need to do this as well. Men need to resurrect the spirit within them. That's really the archetypal-ish mannerism of, of the feminine within them and the masculine within us. It's that we need to resurrect these parts of us. The part that is so freaking afraid of its own free will. 
that we are so scared of making the right choice and the wrong choice that we don't make choices. We just sit and we numb. Think about it. How many, I mean, I don't have the statistics, but I can tell you I've read them before and they're monumental. Anxiety in women, depression in women. How many women take pills and numb with alcohol and numb with clothes and numb with, I mean, we have, we have people that are building bigger and bigger houses and fixing their houses up to be fancy and they have to remodel their kitchen and they have to redo this and they have to have a better deck and they have to do all this and inside they're a hot fucking mess. And then we've got people that are buying fancy cars for themselves and their kids. And again, inside they are a hot fucking mess. And we've got people going on fancy vacations and they're taking their little bitty kids to these fancy vacations that they can't even really enjoy because they don't even know what it's about. And inside they're a hot fucking mess. Why? Because we have not learned how to resurrect the lost soul and we are seeking external validation for who we are. Honestly, that's no way to live your journey. That's no way. You're living your journal, your journey backwards. You're walking through your journey in life backwards so you don't have to see. When the reality is, all you have to do is turn around and face to face what's going on. Face to face your life. Ask the deeper questions. Get curious. Allow creativity. Here's what creativity really is. See, people say a lot, oh, I'm not creative. Oh, I'm not creative. But we're hardwired for creativity. It's part of our internal mechanism for guidance. Our soul is a creative expression. So you're already creative. It's not that you're not. You already are. You have that availability to tap into a creative source because when you get deeply connected and you can channel and you can feel into what's beyond the physical realm of what you see, that's where you tap creativity. And it's infinite. It's, it's unlimited. It's filled with possibility. It never ends. So we all have access to creative. Think about it. Think about it as if it's more like a phone and it, it has access to everything. You can dial any number. You can call anybody. It's always creative. It's there. It's like it's never ending. It's a wellspring of wealth. And so creativity, people think I'm not creative, but we are. And so it's more about how can you use creativity to bypass okay, the limitation that you put yourself in so that your soul can be fully expressive. And, and really the self has this illusion of fear. And like I said, it's afraid to even use its free will to make any choice. So we numb, so we don't have to make choices at all. So how do we use creativity to really expedite this journey so that we are enjoying our journey. It's not that you're trying to get away from anything else. You just want to enjoy. And you can enjoy a journey that has challenges. You can enjoy a journey that has struggle. You can enjoy a journey that has a fight or flight to it. Because let's get real. Any athlete who has ever trained for something they really want, a competition or a mission, anybody who has trained for um, a uh, an adventure they're about to go on knows about those things, challenges, struggle, hard work. 
Those are part of everyday journeys. Those are part of everyday life. So it's not that we're bypassing those. It's that we're going to use creativity to influence how we emote them, how we feel about them. Because we, that's where you can use free will, curiosity, and creativity. So creativity is nothing more than understanding you have multiple options. There's not one way. So anytime you think, oh my gosh, I have two options here, that's creativity. So for instance, if you go back to my daughter's conversation where she thinks that it's only about winning and anything else won't mean anything, the moment she opens up to the availability that there are other options here, she's used creativity. The moment that we get stuck in the struggle or the hard work or the challenge and we sit back and we connect to our heart and we start to understand there are other things going on here. There are other ways to approach this. There are other attitudes I can have. There are other thoughts I can have. There are way more beliefs I can bring in here. You're using creativity. Creativity is the more of life. It's the abundance. It's the wellspring of wealth in terms of ideas, decisions, people. If you want to talk money, money, anything you need. Creativity is the multiplicity of anything you need. And it will always be available to you. So I'm going to end with a story because I think this story really supports exactly what I've been talking about. And it's kind of coming in and wants to be told. So a couple of weeks ago, I went on a little personal journey and I met with a shaman. Um, felt called to it, just kind of followed the flow. Didn't really know what I was going to do. Didn't really know why I was doing it, why I was making this appointment, but I decided to do it. Um, woke up that morning, kind of feeling a little anxious, a little teary you know, a little emotional, didn't, again, was just kind of embracing the moments of the unknown, because this is what it means to live in the liminal. So I meet this lady, I'm driving all around this park, I can't seem to find her, but she's right there. She's been, she was there the whole time. She told me she was going to ride early. So I thought that was kind of funny that I kept going in and out of roads, like looking. And the whole time it's my map is saying, you're here, you're here, you're here. But I couldn't find, I couldn't connect with her. And I thought, okay, this is an interesting dichotomy. I need to pay attention to this. So then when we get there, we, we step out of our cars and she introduces herself and we say hi, hello and, and greet each other. And so then we gather our stuff because we're going into nature because she wants to do the work in nature. And we were amidst like all these beautiful canyons and mountains and, you know, just, just beautiful, beautiful outdoors. And so as we're entering the path that's going to take us there, there was a car and I looked at the car and the license plate said, dad, D-A-D. And I thought to myself, oh, okay, guess we're working on something here. It was just this, again, synchronicities of my eyes meeting that license plate in that particular moment as I'm entering an experience with a shaman to take a journey, to take a personal inner journey. Okay. Cool. So we get there and um, we start doing our stuff and she starts to kind of explain what's going on. And I look up and in the canyon 
is this beautiful heart. And um, I'm going to post a picture um, on my Instagram next week when this when this episode goes out. I'm going to post a picture. So if you're listening, go find it on my Instagram and I'll tell the story. But there's this beautiful heart. And I thought, okay, the heart is here. Love is here. I have to welcome this, whatever this journey is I'm about to take, I'm going to welcome it because that's my signal. The heart is my signal that you are exactly where you need to be. So if you're wondering how to use creativity, start to pay attention to the symbolism that shows up in your life. Pay attention to the synchronicities. They're not all images. Sometimes they're words or song lyrics or people that just keep showing up or a vision. And and so pay attention to that because that's your signal. That's kind of like the crumbs on your path so that you keep following it. Follow its lead. It will lead you to wherever you need to be. So I go into this journey with her. It's a very inward journey. She uses a lot of imagery and a lot of visualization and a lot of um, deep hypnosis to kind of get me into this deeper, relaxed state so that my unconscious will release something it's been having a strong hold on. Okay. So we go in. Um, The beautiful thing is I did have an image, a visualization that came through and it was of a father figure beating a little young girl on her back. And what was interesting is I felt the physical pain on my back, but I also felt something leaving my back so much so that later when I was talking to the shaman, she said, your whole body started to kind of flinch and like you were trying to get up. Well, I remember I was trying to get away from what I was seeing because it was painful. I could feel it. And the interesting thing is as she took me on this journey and then as she brought me back through the journey to come back into the moment we were in the, in this particular park, the image was gone. So that is how we release deeper, deeper stuff. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And then couple days later, this whole concept of resurrecting the dead father, that's what started to come through me. And then this morning in my channeling, I heard resurrecting the dead father is resurrecting the lost soul. And the image of two kind of beastie kind of figures, this, the faces were kind of going at it. And I, I saw the image of them kind of going at it and then heard through channeling the concept of the inner conflict is always the illusion of fear and how we are self-protecting through the illusion of fear. And the battle is between the self and the soul. And the self doesn't understand the deeper impact and its agency around free will. And the soul is here to support that process. So my story here is really all about you understanding the concept of creativity as it lives through you and through your soul's expression and how it's an availability to the abundance of your journey. 
and to that you will always have what you need on your journey. And if we can get still enough as women so that we can resurrect the souls within us to be our self-expression, I believe that is really the foundation for shifting massive consciousness, global consciousness around what we are all here to do. And that, my friend, is how we build beautiful communities. Whether that community is with our friendships or in our work organizations or in our family communities or in our neighborhood communities or our school communities or our, even our, our religious spiritual communities. When we can resurrect the lost soul, we have no need for competition. We have no need for projections onto each other. We have no need for the interpretation of what it means to be successful because we have everything already there. We don't need to go seeking out something to prove we are worthy. The resurrecting of the lost soul is about bringing forth the creative self-expression that already lives within who you are. And only you can bring that forward. And it doesn't matter who the person is sitting next to you. So why can't we build communities around cheering each other on? and supporting each other's journey and and holding space for when someone is in a challenge or a struggle. Those are the kind of communities I want to build. That's all I've got today. Have a great day. Have a great life this week. Experience your journey in a holistic, beautiful kind of way. Take those leaps brave the edges of anything coming to you, of any experience coming to you, brave the edge, get closer to it. Okay. Peace out, my friends. I love you. Thank you again for being here with us today. I know that there are a million things that we are all doing every day. And the simple fact that you are here with us today, I am so very appreciative. Did you enjoy the show today? Did you have an aha? If you did, leave a comment or email me at christy at christypeck.com. We love to read your thoughts, your insights, and your wisdom. Have any questions for us? We provide the show notes. You can email me at christy at christypeck.com. Or if you are listening on the Anchor app, you can leave a voice comment or a question. If you are ready and interested to explore coaching or looking for ways to learn with me, go to my website at www.christypeck.com where you will find all kinds of good opportunities. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace out, my friends.